Money Sense is brought to you by the Ellen Becker Investment Group, three-time recipient of the Better Business Bureau's Torch Award for Business Ethics and Integrity. The Ellen Becker Investment Group is the only Wisconsin investment company to receive this prestigious award more than once by providing exceptional planning and extraordinary service each and every day. Go to ellenbecker.com. Listen to Money Sun Saturdays at 2 p.m. and Sundays at noon. Ellen Becker, founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellen Becker Investment Group. We're located in Pewaukee, just east of Highway 164 and Capitol Drive. We're in that great big beautiful town bank building. We're also located in the village of Whitefish Bay in the Equitable Bank building, which is right across the street from Winkies. And we're really happy to say that we also are able to service our clients in Bonita Springs, Florida. We would welcome you to stop in into any one of our locations to say hi, and you can also, if you'd like to just know more about us, go to ellenbecker.com, and we have pictures of our offices and all of our different advisors and employees, and uh, we really like our webpage. I think you will, too. My guest today is Judy Wolters, and she is the Community Relations Manager um, for Grace Commons, which is a Capri Senior Community, and uh, it's opening in 2020. And we've been working with Capri now for over a year, both with our radio show and with our newsletters, because one of the things that we're really uh, becoming much more aware of is that as people are downsizing, as people are aging with me, I say, um, they're really looking at what are my options. And just recently, I've had the opportunity of sitting down with several of my clients who uh, maybe 75-ish, 78-ish, and they're kind of debating and they're saying, you know, my house is just a little bit too big. I don't know if I really want to do all of the shoveling again next year and now spring has been so wet and the grass is growing like crazy and they're thinking about getting the grass cut and they're looking at the windows needing to be washed and fall cleanup and cleaning out the gutters and it's like oh who's going to do that and one of the questions that I often ask my clients is based on a husband and wife I'll say well if your spouse would die would you stay in your house and very often I get, oh, no, I mean, it's it's too big for the two of us. And I'll say to the other spouse, well, if your spouse died, would you stay? Mm, maybe I would, um, but I don't know. And then we start to talk about the importance of looking at their house as part of their investment portfolio because you know you can't eat your house and once you are able to sell the house you now have cash and you have to kind of think about what does that cash represent and so the home is such a big part of people's investment portfolio and their legacy so when my parents died, one of the things they agreed upon, although I think my father was much influenced my mother pretty much, was that um, when they passed away, either one of them, and they sold the house, the proceeds were to go to their four kids. And we really didn't want that, but my father never inherited anything from his father, and quite frankly, it was used up for nursing home care. So my dad's whole perception of that next level, that nursing home, was very negative. And we're talking probably 40-some years ago. And I think a lot of people carry with them that image of a nursing home. And so 
when we talk about, okay, neither one of you would stay in the house now, what are your options? And often they'll say, well, we could sell our house and go into an apartment, or we could get a condo. And my question always is, is how many times do you want to move? Because the reality is for those individuals, would you want to live anywhere if your spouse wasn't there? Where would you want to be? And so we talk a lot about um, social engagement. We talk about isolation, which is one of the things that I've seen with my clients. We've talked about the, if you do stay in your house, what a huge um, task it is for one person to make that decision as to sell the house, where to go, where to move things, what to get rid of, um, all of those big major things that sort of loom out there as we get to that 70, 75, 80. And so myself, I looked and I thought, well, I'm not ready to go into any type of a retirement home or a nursing home. And uh, to my surprise, about four blocks away from my house, there is a Capri New Center opening up, and it's St. Rita's, and it is absolutely beautiful. It's urban, which I love. It's associated with a Catholic church, um, but it is really non-denominational, and I love the idea that it's urban. And so I started to talk to Jim Tarantino, who is the president of Capri. We started talking about what my clients are thinking and what they're fearing, and it's how do I make that move to the next level from my home when I don't think that I really need it, but yet my advisor Karen is telling me I should consider it, and what would that look like? So today, Judy Wilters is the Community Relations Manager for Grace Commons, and uh, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the differences, we're going to talk about cost differences, we're going to talk about the things to consider, what your options are, and what these what these communities are really like, because what I want to do when I make this move is I want to go into something that is going to allow me to have a continuum of care, because when my kids come and see me, I want them to come and see me, and I want them to um, feel that this is a social engagement, that we're connecting and connecting with my grandkids, I really don't want them to come and have to be taking care of me. And so with that, we will be right back. for Capri Center, and she is specifically um, with Grace Commons, which is going to be opening in spring of 2020. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Karen. You know, Judy, you heard me talk a little bit, and before we started the show, Tapey and I was telling you about some of my clients' concerns, and I guess they'd be the same type of concerns that I would have, that here I am, I'm still really healthy, and I want to do things, and I want to travel, and I want to have my car. I might even be continuing to work, but yet I'm starting to think about my house is too big. I think I want to downsize. Where do I go next? And, you know, you say retirement community, and they go, oh, I'm not old enough for that yet. I'm still active and in, want to engage. How would you handle that, and how would you have that discussion? 
Well, first of all, the senior communities of today are so different than what they were when my grandparents or even my parents might have been looking. Um, We have taken the idea of a senior community and made it into something vibrant, made it into something that where the senior who can feel who truly is still young at heart and wants to be part of life. And don't life. feel like a senior. Right. <laughs> I, we, I mean, they don't even want to be called seniors. <laughs> no, you need to, we need to find a new term to yes. use for those um, in-between seniors. And they want to be part of the community. They want to be involved in still learning. They want to be involved in giving back to the place that they've um, been able to live in for their whole lives. And they know uh, so much that they can share with people, and it's not the same. Uh, you think of uh, a senior community, you think of the nursing homes of yesteryear where you'd go and visit a loved one and they'd be in a chair. And maybe if they're lucky, they're put outside on the patio on a nice day. These are so different. You don't come in. That is not a part of the continuum is that you're coming in early on and you're able to live independently and it's much like the senior communities that would be uh, without the continuum. It just happens to have those next steps there for you as well. So you can be as active and as bored as you want to be in senior living. You just have to uh, make the decision that you're going to participate in life still and go about doing that. I think an important piece to look at when I'm talking to my clients is to live where you want to play because mm-hmm. we still want to play. Mm-hmm. And, and quite frankly, um, I was talking to my daughter and I said, my number, my age might say that I'm a senior only because somebody made up this bracket that says, it's like weight, you know, <laughs> here's, here's where your weight is and here's where you should be. And it's like all of a sudden somebody made up this bracket that said, once you hit this age, you're a senior. But the truth of it is, is that most of my clients don't feel like that. They don't even like being called a senior because it has some connotation. I always say, yeah, I'm seasoned, you know, <laughs> and, and um, but I think that people want to know that they're not put into a box and this is how they're expected to be or expected to look or expected to act. Um, And I think that I know that for us who are aging, we really do want to give up some of that work, some of the housekeeping and the maintenance, and we want to make things simpler. I want to make it simpler because I don't really want to do it anymore, but I also want to make it simpler so I can do other things that I enjoy more. And so I think as we age and as we look at our options, we start to we start to make choices. But living where you want to play is such a good place to start. So for me, I know that you've talked about Grace Commons as being in the country more and a feeling of country. And that's really not kind of where I'm looking for. I'm living downtown, and I love that urban lifestyle, and so St. Rita's is more urban. And those those choices are out there for anybody who really is trying to decide where do I want to be. And the other thing that I've said to my clients is, if you don't like it, you can move. (laughs) (laughs) That's very true. (laughs) And, And so, you know, tell us a little bit more about the types of things that people can expect when you're looking at 
at socialization. And I have clients that are in different communities that really right now aren't very active where they live. They're still very active in the community where they were. And they're doing golfing and book clubs and going out to lunch and and doing those things. My idea on it for my clients is to say to them, but you want to be there so you can start building a community so that you're there several years and you may never need the continuum of care, but you've now have a community, another community. Yeah, I think most people want to have that feeling of belonging. And whether that's out into the larger community where you can volunteer on a number of different uh, levels, where you can uh, get involved in the theaters, especially with our St. Rita's uh, project down in the Milwaukee area, you're going to be right there in the action of what's going on in Milwaukee. You're going to be able to walk to a lot of things, or you're going to be able to take a very short uh, bus ride uh, to engage in whatever you need to engage in that greater Milwaukee community. You've got the lakefront there. You've got the the uh, river walk. You've got um, lots of different art. Biking. Biking. Everything's mm-hmm. there. The Everything's art there. Art museums. Mm-hmm. So the restaurants. Restaurants. <laughs> lots of restaurants. Uh, so you'll be able to be out in that larger community still without the burden of having to care for your house or care for your shopping for meals because they will have restaurant options inside of the community as well. But also building that community within the community. So not just outside but within where you meet new friends my mom always had a saying and i love the saying of her she says as you get older you have to always keep making new old friends for lots of reasons either people pass away or people move away Um, some move closer to their where their children might be and so they're no longer in your uh being able to drive there. So you just have to keep making and keeping yourself open and making new relationships. And then you have new experiences. You may not even know that you enjoyed doing uh, whatever it might be that this other person enjoys. And now you go with that person and you have a new experience. Um, You might find a, a chance as you age in place then in a community down the road. Maybe it's 10 years down the road. But now you've got your community within your community when you're not able to get out. They've all aged with you. And you can share stories and you can have new experiences within the community and what the community offers with inside its doors. You know, I've got a a, a couple stories. Um, I have one client who is almost in his 90s and married, and they just struggled, just struggled moving into a community. But both was absolutely certain that if anything happened to either one of them, that they would be in a really uh, precarious situation. And they had collected things for a long time, and so they finally made the move. And... um, her husband uh, is very social, and she's not quite as social. Well, I know this sounds crazy, but he has taken up to vacuuming all the different levels there, and he loves a vacuum because he talks to all the women, and he does all these little projects for them. And it was the cutest thing because she said, I'm so happy they're keeping him busy. That's very true, yes. <laughs> but he found this way for mm-hmm. him, and I know I do not want to vacuum it, probably a lot. But for him, it was a really social, and he loved fixing things. And so he does all these little, little, cute little things for people, and he is so happy. And there's that's another thing that he wouldn't have dreamt in a thousand years that that is something that he might have liked to do. And I think he's just turned 90, and so that's been great. But one of the things that, and I know people have heard me talk about, my father passed away from pancreatic cancer um, almost 11 years ago. And 
And my father, because his dad was in a nursing home, absolutely made all of his kids promise that he would basically die at home. And um, it was probably the most difficult thing that we as a family had to do because my mother wasn't able to care for him. And we all took turns sleeping on the couch at night to make sure that he didn't fall or something didn't happen. And I was working full time and I was exhausted. Mm -hmm. I would get up there and someone would replace me at eight o'clock in the morning or seven o'clock. And I would have taken a shower and come to work all day. And then two days later was my turn again. And we were all physically spent. We were physically exhausted and learned in the end that we didn't know how to care for my dad. The things that we were doing, like lifting my father, and someone showed us we could put him on a plastic sheet and pull him to the edge of the bed, yet we were doing it. And we just didn't know. And we listened to my dad because we loved my dad. And my mom kept saying, no, I promised your dad, I promised your dad. And so we literally took my father to St. Mary's Hospital in Ozaki, and um, he passed away. He went on hospice care and literally passed away within probably eight hours. And we had no idea that we were doing hospice care. And my mother, on the other hand, after my father had passed away, she sold her condominium Mequon, went into an elder care apartment and found that she was so isolated and afraid of falling and we were living way out west Mm -hmm. my brother was living in Mequon but wasn't always available and two of my sisters were retired and could help but they were so far away that she ended up going into a senior care level care and was there about nine years and my mom just passed away January 1 of this year and it was a totally different experience because she was getting such wonderful care. She loved the socialization of the other people, but particularly everybody that was giving her care <laughs> became friends of hers. The pastor became a friend of hers. And when I went to visit her, it was totally social. I would bring her chocolates and we would talk and my sisters would go there. You could comb her hair and do different things, but we didn't have the pressure and the responsibility and the fear of doing something wrong and that was so I really have felt both sides and the difference is amazing and my mother would constantly say I wish I'd have come here and not wasted that time um, in the very beginning when she just really didn't know what to do and so when I talk to my 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 clients I really do feel that I have um, insight into some of this. Well, I can certainly understand. I went through some similar things with my own mom, and that's how we gain experience and be able to talk to people who come in with same concerns. Um, Mom wanted to stay at home as long as she possibly could. And then you try. You try You try to meet their wishes. And I'm even in this industry. But the problem with that is you do become the caregiver. And even during a time that uh, you would like to enjoy, maybe asking more stories about her life, maybe enjoying going out to eat with her, maybe enjoying um, having a story told about her childhood that you can remember about grandma grandpa, those things kind of get taken off the table because you're so busy doing the errands that, that evolve around taking care of that person who's in need. So when we did have help, when we did seek out help, we were able to go back to being, she could be mom, we could be the children. We weren't just the caregivers. 
And I think that that really changed uh, even mom's attitude in her last year of her life. She was able to enjoy her children. It wasn't so much like, what are you doing? Why? I want it this way. It quit being that struggle, Mm -hmm. and it became more uh, being a family again. Uh, Even internal struggles between siblings can happen because of the care that's being given. So once you move to a senior community, what can be done is you can discreetly add services as you need them. And as you discreetly add the services when they're needed, by the time they're needed to be more full-time or hospice is needed, in many cases you can have hospice brought into the home, which they now do call home, because they've been there a number of years, this becomes their home, and they can stay in their home until the end of life oftentimes. So it becomes a much easier situation for the family in the long run. I don't, I think that's a really um, good way of, of looking at it, Judy, because most people don't think when they move into a community like that, that this is my home. Um, a lot of people think, the last place I'm going to live and die. or And um, what we recognized with my mom is that she really did see it as her home. And I've told so many of my clients when I downsized and went downtown, I was so sad to leave my house. But once I took all the pictures off the wall, it didn't almost feel like my house again. Because mm-hmm. that I was connected to the things. I wasn't as connected to the the structure of the house. I was right. connected to my things. And when you move into a new home, you take the things that are most special with you. And all of a sudden, it feels great. You're exactly right. I tell people all the time that your memories do not live on your walls. The memories live in your heart. No matter where you're at, those memories come with you. Mm-hmm. And my, my kids have always said, Mom, no matter where we go, you always make it a home. And that's exactly right. I, I can um, oftentimes, if we have a, a resident that's gone to a rehab center for a while, we'll go visit them, and I'll say, how's it going? And they say to me, I can't wait to get home. Mm-hmm. And home means their community that they now live in. Yes. My guest today is Judy Walters. She is the community relations manager for Capri Centers. She focuses on Grace Communities. We're going to take a break really quick and come back. We're actually going to talk about a little bit of prices today. We're going to give you some ideas of what this actually costs and for good health care. And uh, we're going to be right back. Bye-bye. Group. If you are enjoying our conversation today, you can go to ellenbecker.com, go to radio shows, and you will see Money Sense and our show today with Judy Walters, who is the Community Relation Manager for Capri Senior Communities. She is um, really focusing on Grace Commons, and we also have the one that is really near my house, which is St. Rita Square, as I've been watching it go up, which has been very exciting. And we have been talking about how do you reframe your thinking? How do you um, look at a, a, a different way of your home? And Judy, during our break, you said that you talk to clients a lot of times about their home. And you have a little saying that you like to use. Well, I like to tell um, prospective residents that their house they've taken care of for 20, 30, 40, sometimes 50 years. And they've invested in their home. So the difference is, is now it's time for the home to take care of them. That money is that proceeds from the sale really is used for senior care for the majority of people. 
and it's just your home taking care of you. And one of the things that we talk a lot about with our clients, too, is how do you look at that house as an investment? You can't eat your house, and the only way you can get money out of your house is to either sell it or borrow from it. And borrowing from it typically does not make sense at all. So selling it is one of the options, and then when you have that money, what can you do with it? And so let's talk a little bit about, since we started there, talk about some of the financial pieces around looking at senior care and looking at level care. So when I look at a client's portfolio and we determine that they're okay, we'll say, you know what, you're okay if things don't change based on where you are today, your lifestyle is set. And it's always like, well, what are the what are the negatives? What are the things that could go wrong? A lot of times people think, oh, a bad stock market. That actually isn't always true depending on what you're investing in. Because if you're in high-quality investments and if you've got your income protected, you know, it might go down, but that doesn't mean that you're going to lose your money. People will talk about taxes. Well, you know, you can control taxes if you're if you're really working with someone that's going to help you do that. Inflation. Well, inflation is the one that really can hurt you. And when we talk about inflation, it's like, well, what kind of inflation? You know, we're not going to be traveling anymore. We're not going to be eating in restaurants as much. Healthcare. Healthcare is the one piece that really can turn something upside down. And so we're always looking at how to plan for that. And maybe to think about your house as selling your house and you could use that to maintain your lifestyle. You can sell your house as an option to put down and use for health care. And so, um, Judy, when we talk about health care and we talk about individuals using that for their own living in a new home, let's talk about the first level of living, which is totally independent. Mm -hmm. And my mother was in all the different areas. Um, She literally went from independent care to some assisted living and then nursing home. And I've got clients that have been in independent care for 10 years, and they may never need any other type of assistance. So normally in independent living, again, depending upon what size of apartment that you choose, but you're going to look at anywhere from 1700 to $3,000 a month in a continuum care type community in Wisconsin, which is about 20000 to $36,000, depending upon whether you have one person or a couple living in the community. That normally covers all your utilities that normally covers all the water that normally covers some of your meals so it covers a lot of uh, extras cable wi-fi Um, insurance on your house Mm -hmm. lawn maintenance Um, (laughs) you know it umbrellas Mm -hmm. um, that you use on your insurance so judy this is something that a lot of clients freak out you know they'll say well what do you think it's going to cost to go to st rita's and i said well i'm figuring i'm going to want a little nicer place somewhere under two thousand dollars two thousand dollars a month that's what i paid for my house (laughs) And, and you know and it but it's it's a different time and it is all the services and you're you know you don't pay insurance on your car or your house hoping it burns down or you get in a car accident you pay for the safety of peace of mind and so in a way I look at that as 
a peace of mind. And then it comes down to, well, let's see how bad it really is. Let's put it into your portfolio and look. And my clients, I'll say, doesn't change anything. You can afford it. So one of the things I think is important for people listening is just because you hear a number, don't don't think of the number, but sit down with your financial advisor and look at the number in relationship to you and your opportunity. Because don't forget, if you have a pension, if you have Social Security, that all gets applied towards that. Or if you're looking and you have long-term care. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you're spending that from your money. That's absolutely correct. Um, We often go through, at least I often go through people, and we'll sit down and plug in what they have coming in as income, and we take it off that. And that's really the dollar amount that you're looking at taking from your savings, investments, or so forth. Or your house, if you've if you've sold your house. Correct. Um, again, a lot of people, that's the proceeds they're using for their, their, they're truly enjoying senior life because that's what they've saved for all this life. It's time to look at that house as your investment for your retirement fund rather than as uh, something that you might want to leave to family. If you talk to your children, oftentimes you find out they don't expect it. Um, they would rather have you enjoy your life because you've worked hard. That is something you've worked very hard for. Um, there's also options to, I mean, in senior uh, living, you can also do something which is, uh, we call them casetas and cottages on our on our grounds. Instead of having a apartment, if you're not quite ready for living in an apartment building, we have a couple communities that often also offers, town, uh, they're basically homes like condos would be, but you don't put your money down from your house, you're paying rent. So there's another option out there that sometimes people forget to look at. If they really for. want that feeling of privacy, a mm-hmm. lot of people will say, I don't know if I could have someone living right next mm-hmm. door from me or right on top of me, or mm-hmm. I'm just not ready yet to make that commitment, there, the little homes or the casitas are really perfect because it's an independent home Mm -hmm. and it gives, and they can have their level care right there. Oftentimes, uh, it just depends. And in a lot of communities, uh, you might be able to find something that's called a floating license. And in those communities, then they can bring the services to you. Um, they're not in all our communities, but in some, you'll probably see some of that services as, as the years go, it'll be something that people will look more towards. Um, but right now, you, typically if you're in an independent cassetta or a cottage, you're, when you do need services, you're going to be moving over to the area where it's at. So one of the things that my grandfather, I mean, I remember this so clearly, and my father coming home. Food's a big thing in our family. <laughs> you know, everything gets done around the dining room table. Everybody in our family has a special food that is sort of their special food. And um, when we used to go visit my grandparents in Minnesota, my mother would, we would take meat and we would take things in a cooler and my mother would cook like crazy. So that was a big thing in our family. And I still remember my mom coming home and my dad and hearing them say the food there is so terrible. And I'm going to cook food and take food for grandpa. And of course, my grandfather was on special diets and all those things. And it was complicated. And my grandmother also uh, on my mother's side was sick on that also and had diabetes and had other things and she couldn't have salt and it became this big production um, to take food 
to my grandparents. And now the food is fantastic. <laughs> and you have I options. Mean, and you have options. And um, when we went to visit my mom, we had Mother's Day there and birthday parties. And the food is fabulous. The food? And they have cocktail hours. Yes, we have we have social hours. <laughs> yes. My mother had her little bottle of whatever it was she drank in the cupboard and would go down there at 5 o'clock and have her, her cocktails at night and her coffee in the morning and coffee clutches. So... It has changed. It's I mean, changed quite a bit, and I and I think that um, as people realize that the more, the more the seniors and though we will find a different term for that, but the more that they are still enjoying life, the more options they're going to be given, and that's what it's really all about. You want choice still, and you want to be part of that choice. You want to make your decision before somebody has to make it for you, and I think that's the wonderful thing is there's so many options out there now for seniors that you don't have to go live in a senior community that you don't like. You know, um, we're going to take a quick break, but um, I speak with Jim Tarantino probably once a month. We get together and have a lunch or we do something, and he picks my brain about what are your clients looking Mm -hmm. for, and we talk all the time, and so I think it's important to understand that the people that are building these are building them with care and loving concern as to what are people looking for. And Jim himself um, has structured so much after his own mom having to be in that type of care. And he's very active with the Alzheimer's Association and really trying to get a pulse on what the community wants. And so... I think, for me, I'm very verbal about what I want, (laughs) and I think for our clients as well, but for the community to really take a step forward and start a new conversation about what is it that you're looking for, rather than having, thinking it's not available, because it might be available, and if it's not available, there are people out there who really do want to bring the services that people want. I talk to Jim all the time about, um, I have a group of about eight girlfriends, and a few married, and some of us are single, and we talk about the fact that we want to live together and take care of each other, and I've been in, in conversation with him about that all the time, because I think some of these great big mansions that are out there, people aren't going to want in the future, and I keep saying we should buy one convert it over and have our care there too so i'm talking to him about different things and and he's open and there's a lot of people in the community open to really figuring out what what we want and i think with us as a large group the baby boomers that we have the opportunity to create and to redefine retirement my guest today is Judy Walters. She is the community relations manager for um, one of the, the newest places out there, which is, um, what is that? It's called the Grace Commons. And uh, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about that. We sort of switched this around a, a little, but um, just to identify what makes it different. And with that, we'll be right back. manager 
for Capri um, Senior Communities, particularly Grace Commons. And if you in, are enjoying this show, please feel free to go to ellenbecker.com. You can go to our website, and this particular show, all of our shows are on there. And we are going to be doing some podcasts and working with a lot of great things because we think that this is something that is so important for people to really understand, not only understand what they can afford, um, how they can look at their house, but where they want to go and what their options are. And so maybe with that, Judy, you can talk a little bit about Grace Commons. What What is the world of senior living looking at and what are they trying to accomplish and provide? Well, at Grace, one of the wonderful things about that community will be that it is on 34 acres of a natural setting. So it allows for us to have one of the biggest backyards people will ever have. And we're going to be able to have gardening plots. We're going to be able to have uh, patios with barbecues. We're going to be able to have walking paths. Um, Hopefully uh, have an area where we can have bird watching right on the grounds. Have an area where we can have a butterfly garden. Um, We're going to want people to be able to, if you enjoy a garden, we want you to be able to have an area where you can still garden and still take care of it. And not and only more people can enjoy it. Right. And and that's just it. And you'll probably find more people coming and joining you out there. And that makes it kind of interesting in, in itself. Now you're drawing in other people and meeting other people, just doing things you love. Uh, we're going to also have an emphasis on wellness, overall wellness, which means many things. We're not just talking about your health but we're also looking at your uh, well-being spiritually, your well-being um, physically, your well-being um, emotionally, your well-being keeping social. These are all the things that make life so much more um, enjoyable for people is if you have all those pieces put together. Maybe you did a vocation that you just loved. We're going to look for things within the community that might be able to keep you doing some of the things that you used to love. And uh, maybe it's helping out at the um, at the store, maybe it's helping out um, being on a committee. There's there's lots of committees. It's just about for everything you can think of, uh, whether it's uh, helping us choose where we're going to travel to or helping us uh, choose what movies we're going to play in the theaters. There's going to be enough things that you can get involved in. Um, we're really looking at um, keeping everybody uh, engaged and active and not just in their uh, body but in their mind. And I think that that's what makes a difference between being um, in a community and part of a community. And that's what we, we want people to feel that they're part of that community. So for our listeners that are saying, hmm, this sounds really too good to be true, how do they go to find out all the different communities that are available? Because one of the things that you had said to me during the break, Judy, was that this is the purpose of of helping people to stay where they want to play and to be around where they're more comfortable is to engage and build things in these different communities. That's very true. We have a number of different communities in southeastern Wisconsin, and just about anywhere somebody lives in this area, they can find a Capri community. They can just go up on our website, which is, of course, www.caprecommunities.com, and they'll have all the locations there that are available. And we're always looking at new locations we're always looking at new places that make sense and uh, where a sense of community is already there. 
you know, whether it's next to a church, whether it's in a very vibrant area of a downtown area that's very active as well, whether it's um, just in, a, in an area, um, we have some on the um, uh, south side that are closer to the lake. Um, whatever someone's looking for, we have a number of different communities out there. Well, and the thing that has been so much fun to watch happen is the connection to the community and making these centers and these different mm-hmm. um, these different communities work. So I just love the whole concept of St. Rita's downtown because there um, you bought the church and agreed with the church to renovate it and put it on the property. And so that community is still there. So it's been a real gift to do this and to bring back alive this church and then to build a community around it and there's going to be stores underneath it and um there's some uh, penthouses on top yeah it's a it's a whole new concept and it's certainly worth rethinking what your options are and i think that's back to the same thing having options whether you want to be downtown in a trendy area whether you want to be out someplace that's more peaceful in nature in in uh, flavor, or whether you want to uh, just stay in your own backyard as close as you can, you can, and you don't have to give up anything. You can be gaining so much more. What would you like to leave with my listeners today? What thought would you like to kind of um, help them? Because one of the hard things is is to take that initial step to say, first of all. Um, I'm going to go look, I'm going to explore, and then to be able to say I'm ready to actually make this next move. Because a lot of times people think the next move should be sell my house, downsize, go into a condo or an apartment, and then go to a community center. How can they really take out that middle piece, the middle piece that, that sort of in some cases makes it even more difficult? Well, I would say the... First of all, they have to go and look and see. They can't just rely on what they thought senior communities were. They have to um, really go in and experience it. Go have lunch at one of them. Go um, on an outing with one of them. Do something that's going to show you that it is different. And I think that that's important, that people experiencing them will see that they're a whole different way to look at what my senior years might bring. And I think that's important. Um, Number two, I think you have to decide, do I want to move twice? Do I want to move once? Do I want to be in a situation where I can just follow through when I need it? It's easier on, on, on you. It's easier on the family. It's something that can be easily accomplished without a lot of um, forethought after the fact that you've already made your decision. I think also on that, on a note on that, do I want to move alone or do I want to make this move with my spouse? Mm -hmm. So many of my clients have made all their decisions together their whole life, Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden they're faced with this big decision. And I had a a client um, a while back where her and her husband were in and they talked about going and and selling their house and looking at getting a retirement community and the kids with all the best love and and care for their parents said why don't you move near us because we'll take care of you and then not too long after that dad died and mom was all alone and all of a sudden the family realized that they couldn't really care for her because they were working and Mm -hmm. she and she was just perfectly able to care but she was afraid at night she was afraid and so she ended up moving 
to a, a, a retirement community and is really happy. And it was a safety issue. And so sometimes decisions are made with the best of heart, but you haven't looked and thought it all through. My guess is I'm getting the, the, the nod here that I've got to move on because we're almost out of time. My guest today is Judy Wolters. She is the Community Relations Manager for Grace Commons, the Capri Senior Centers. You can learn more about that by going to capricommunities.com. And uh, I just want to thank you, Judy, for being there. And as always, I hope that I've made a difference in your personal and financial well-being. Remember, before we plan, before we advise, before we invest, we always listen. Have a great weekend. Bye.